Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. We need to train the behavior of our followers. So, you know, when someone likes, reach out to them in, you know, personal message or direct message and, and, and say, hey, thanks for liking my post. And we do need to train our communities, our tribe, how we want them to engage. I would recommend that when anyone comments on your post, always like their comment and always reply to the comment and also tag their name. So they're the three things that you should be doing every single time someone comments on your post. Thought Leaders Business Lab is for you, the business owner, entrepreneur, the expert in your field who wants to be seen and heard as the influential thought leader in your industry. My name is Samantha Riley and I've been building and growing businesses for over 26 years and I've learned there are three key areas to your success, your mindset, your talents and the people you surround yourself with. Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they've used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined by the cold in Canberra, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? Good. What are you talking about? I mean, like... Shirt sleeves. You told me. You told me it was cold. Well, it was. It's like eleven degrees. Well, it's cold in Canberra then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just a little breeze. No clouds. Awesome. Much better than yesterday, where it was miserable and cold and rainy. Yes, and all of it's that. It's funny how just just having the sun out actually kind of I mean, it makes you feel warmer, doesn't it? Even though if not necessarily has to be warmer like the temperature-wise, but it just kind of gives you this perception of kind of additional warmth, doesn't it? Well, I guess it is one really big ball of fire, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, move yeah. on from, let's move on from the weather. What are we going to talk right, about so today? In today's episode of the Weather Channel. <laughs> exactly. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about what's, what's wrong with your social media. Mm, we get these questions all the time. What am I doing wrong? Why can't I get it to happen why can't i get engagement it takes up too much time it's a waste of my time if you're saying that to yourself at any time then this show is for you absolutely i think um one of the things i see now social media and marketing has almost become like interchangeable terms now haven't they Mm -hmm. they ubiquitous with each other yes as soon as anyone you know talks about marketing the concept of, of of social media in that in that marketing mix is almost a given now. Like once upon a time it was TV and radio, but now mm-hmm. it's I say marketing, and the first thing that comes to mind is my Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Without thinking of all of the other things that are happening within that or under that marketing umbrella, it's not just social media. Social media is just a small piece. Well, 
I guess it's not really a small piece. Social media has gotten bigger. I don't know about you, but I do do a lot of my marketing on social media, but it's not where I do all of my marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And but as we, and we do it, we still see people get it wrong mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. I just got off a sales call before this podcast with someone who's actually going, oh, you know, I'm doing lots of stuff. It seems to be going well, but I'm not really sure if I'm doing the right things with my social media. And they're actually making sales, but there are plenty of people out there. And, and if you're listening to this, you may be one of these who's doing social media and then going, yes, I seem to be doing a lot and not getting any traction. If you want to connect with me, Tim Hyde, head over to winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Or if you'd like to connect with Samantha Riley, you can find her at samanthariley.global forward slash connect. We've got three main problems here that we see. So let's, let's start with the first one. The first one is actually not showing up on social media. And I see this from people who say they don't know what to post or even more people that feel like they're not good enough. You know, someone else's posts are better or more polished and their fear of being judged. I think this is, this is clearly one of the ones that <laughs> you're not showing up on social media. It's definitely not going to work for you, is it? <laughs> well, exactly. But sometimes we do need to call out the obvious. Yeah. Okay. Let's break. Let's break that down mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what showing. What What should you post? Right. If we don't know what to post, what sort of content do you think people should be posting? Because there there is a a mix and, mm-hmm. and potentially even an ideal mix of of different style of posts, isn't there? Absolutely. Now we're showing up on social media so that people get to know, like, and trust us. So there are a few different ways that we need to do this. The first one is, I guess, personal, like what's our personal brand? What are we about? What do we stand for? You know, people want to know, do we have kids or, you know, do we have fur babies or do we like Ferraris? I don't know why I pulled that one out, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I actually don't like Ferraris, so I don't know why I said that. (laughs) But, but, you know, so so that people can find a commonality uh, and be attracted to us. I think that's that's the first thing is building that personal brand. But what we see is a lot of people, that's all they post. And this only needs to be a small part of what you post. Secondly, you need to be posting educational content. So what is it that your expertise is and how can you post so that people understand what that is? So it's not just what you do, but helping people to understand who you help. So, you know, I don't think there's anyone that would follow you on social media, Tim, that wouldn't know you as an automation expert because Mm. a lot of the content that you post is around CRMs, around you know, building lists about all of the all of the other things that you do. About all about food. <laughs> food, yeah, you do. Okay, well, that's your personal, but we also you you do post good educational content because people need to know what we do. Otherwise, people can't enter our funnel if if they think that we're just there sharing about our family and and our food. <laughs> uh, they don't know how to work with you, so you need to make sure that you back that up with that educational content. Um, the third thing that you need to make sure or, or keep in mind is that people are on social media to be entertained and they're on social media to be social. So you do need to post entertaining posts. I like to use humour. Sometimes that gets totally missed. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like to be a bit funny on social media. 
How about you, Tim? Um, oh, I'm just inherently funny anyway, Sam. So. Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Frustrated food blogger slash comic. Yeah. <laughs> but we do, but it, we do need to be entertaining too. Yeah, I think that it, it's – and. I mean, the mistake that people make is thinking like it can only be one of these styles of thing, right? And obviously mm-hmm. the last one is, is is call to action, right? We've got to get people moving from one place to another to do, to do something mm-hmm. and ideally off social media, right, mm-hmm. into our database, into our CRM system, into our automations and other things. Um, but it doesn't have to be one or the other or the other. Mm-hmm. So, and in actual know, fact, it needs to be the nice mix. Yeah, you can use different types of content, whether it be text or images or video to actually tick several of these boxes mm-hmm. at the same time. So if I'm turning up, uh, you know, if I'm out for a walk and I, I pop my Facebook live on and I share with whatever, you know, thought may or may not have just popped into my head, right, people can see that, you know, I like the outdoors, I'm getting exercise, that I'm sharing you know, how maybe how puffed I am. <laughs> that I need a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer. But, it's, you know, we're connecting on that personal way as well. People will get my idiosyncrasies of how I speak, how mm. I present, um, as well as the value of the content that I might be talking about mm. at that particular point, right? So we can do multiple different sort of, you know, each of those things in our, in our content as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, fear, the the thing we've got to be really careful about is doing too much of any of those. That's where the, the, the out of balance piece comes from is either posting too much personal because people don't know what it is that you do or too much educational. They're like, I'm bored now. I don't want to see that. Not posting entertainment. You know, some people may not want to come across as, um, I'm going to use the word flaky, but you know, not not deep in their knowledge. But the thing is, we we want that. That's what we're on social media for, and and being afraid to post a call to action that that's just not going to work either. So you do yeah. need to get that mix of your personal, educational, entertaining, and call to action. For you, Sam, what do you reckon is the ideal mix of those? Do you know? I I think that I would probably use probably. A 30, 30, 30 across personal, entertaining and educational and probably about 10% call to action is where I would sit. How about yourself? Yeah, look, I would normally say the same. Um, I have lately been leaning towards almost doing an equal split, right, 25% across the board. But my call to action won't always be go and get a resource or something. My call to action may sometimes be just I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes this call to action uh, at different times will come up a lot higher because at other times it's not there as much. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a different way. You might be reaching out. Your call to action might actually be going straight to personal message or DMs. So, you know, we, we talk about a general mix, but really there's no general because you need to understand what is the goal of posting today or what, you know, are you in the middle of a launch? Are you not? And, and everything needs to be strategically aligned with the outcomes that you're there on social media for. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's look at the second one. Uh, second one. <laughs> no engagement. Creating no posting content. Posting stuff and crickets. 
Lots of people come to me with this. Lots of people come to me. They say, Sam, how do, how do we get people to comment on our posts like yours? We put a post up and no one comments. It's not something that happens overnight. I think we do need to, um, and for those who are listening to this podcast, um, you know, I've, I've got what I call my social influence pyramid. Mm-hmm. Right? That, and it sort of recognises that of any audience, there's only a very small percentage of people who are actively engaged with your content. The vast majority of, of you listening to this right now will listen to it and you will continue to lurk. And we invite you, and when we do this piece of content, right, to jump into the Thought Leaders Business Lab community and, you know, share your thoughts or your insights or takeaways or questions or, you know, things that you agree or disagree with all the time. But the reality is we know that there's only a small percentage of people who will do that and most people won't. And even the people who do in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community of the, you know, 1,200, 1,300, whatever there is there now, Sam, I'm not really sure, you know, only a small percentage of those will comment and most will lurk Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the bottom. And and we've got to recognise that the more we put ourselves out there, the more influence we create on the people who fall further down the pyramid. So if we create content as thought leaders like we're doing right now, you're going to influence more people than if you share that someone else's content or that you comment on someone else's or, you know, just like or, you know, in, in the case of lurking, obviously you're not influencing many people at all because no one ever knows you are there. Yeah. No, no, what's really interesting about this is that people that there's always a generalization here. So there's going to be people that this doesn't apply to, but a lot of people that say, Oh, I can't get any engagement are the same people that don't engage with other people's posts. Uh, This is something that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about by leaving his two cents worth, you know, getting the, the 10 hashtags or the 10 topics that you want to engage with and then go and comment on 10 people's posts, engage with them. So you get engagement back. Um, people aren't going to engage with you without any engagement the other way. So if you're not getting any engagement, I'd say the first thing you should do is go and start engaging with your network in groups by so, by searching hashtags, by all sorts of things. Yeah. I think the other things there that obviously we need to train the behaviour of our followers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when someone likes reach out to them in, you know, personal message or direct message and, and, and say, hey, thanks for liking my post. Mm-hmm. Because the more you thank people, the more you're encouraging the behaviour that they just did. Absolutely. Right? So if someone comments, comment back, not just, and, and thanks is okay, but really appreciate that comment or that was a great insight or, you know, put, add some value to those comments, right? Mm-hmm. If someone says that was a great post, Tim, or that was a great post, Sam, Write back and say, "Hey, I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from that was." Mm, you could do that publicly as well, because then you're encouraging them to respond and comment again. And we do need to train our communities, our tribe, how we want them to engage. Absolutely. So I would recommend that when anyone comments on your post, always like their comment and always reply to the comment and also tag their name. So they're the three things that you should be doing every single time someone comments on your post. Like their comment, tag them in, so, you know, at Tim, uh, and give them a reply. Yep. Obviously, not doing enough will make a difference as well. But I think yep. the third thing in there, Sam, is really mm-hmm. 
if your content isn't interesting to your audience. Absolutely. Right. Well, two things. Obviously, you've got the wrong audience mm-hmm. or you're not speaking to them in a way they want to be spoken to. Or yeah. You're not talking to them about stuff that they're interested in. I think maybe even not opening a conversation, rather telling, like, I don't know, how often do you see people sort of getting all high and mighty and, you know, shouting at their audience and getting all ranty? You know, sometimes a really good ranty post can get a lot of interaction. If there's someone that's doing all ranty posts and after a while you're just like, eh, yeah, I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. It's okay to be controversial sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other part of this is posting content when it's not timely, when it's just the wrong time to be saying it. If we're, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and talking about going out to parties in groups of hundred is probably not timely. God, I really had to search to the back of my brain for that one. <laughs> it took me a bit to bring it out, but we got there in the end. Can tell I'm actually missing the parties. Oh, are you? Yes. You're not. You, you need to go to more virtual networking, Sam. Um, number three <laughs> is obviously no leads. Now, yeah. this is another thing we hear a lot of. I'm doing all this work and I'm really not getting any leads into my pipeline or people mm-hmm. just sort of raise their hand. What do you reckon the problem is there? Now, there's actually a few problems here. Um, It can be going back to what we originally talked about, too many personal posts, not actually, you know, your your audience not having any idea what you do. But I guess the biggest thing I see or the biggest problem is people giving great educational content and then not providing the next steps. Like what do you want your reader or your watcher to do next do you want them to reach out do you want them to comment do you want them to register or you know go to this website and if we don't tell them what the next steps are then it's very difficult for people to engage with you and it's not even that they don't want to it's just that it doesn't even occur to them yeah what, what, what's obvious to us isn't necessarily obvious to our audience mm, absolutely i also think there's that there's a thing there that we often put that call to action in once and then no one responds to it Right? This, and then this we do it again is, and no one responds to everything, oh, I'm just going to give up right now. And I have a rule that says, you know, uh, just when you get sick of saying something is, is about the time your audience actually goes, oh, is that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> this is something we were talking about um, with our clients in the Knowledge Business Launch Formula because some of them were posting like once or twice, only only in the first couple of days, let's face it, they learned pretty fast. Um because they didn't want to over, you know, over post to their audience, not realizing that not that many people actually see the post. So we need to keep posting so that someone eventually lands on your post and thinks, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now let's talk about some other stuff here. I think that's really important one as well. Right? Um, very quickly, I want to touch on vanity metrics. Now, this, this was an interesting little conversation we had before we recorded. Yeah. Okay. So vanity metrics, uh, like all, in all our marketing, we have what we, what we call these metrics, right, which are really sort of lead and lag, lag indicators on how effective um, our marketing strategies are. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, we've got to remember that social media is only there to drive business into mm-hmm. our world. Right? Mm-hmm. If, it, if it doesn't drive business, we've got to think about whether we're in the right channel or doing the right things um, because we're spending our resources, time, money, effort, et cetera, 
on trying to build our social media following in order to ultimately drive business opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. So let's very quickly talk about some vanity metrics that are thrown around in social media a lot. And the first one of those is likes. Yeah, I don't get any likes or I want lots of likes. (laughs) And, and, And certainly there are people out there whom you can go and buy 10,000 likes from. In fact, I was pitched was just someone just recently, um, someone who said, look, I can get you a 1,000 likes a week. Don't do it, people. Don't do it. And I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want a 1,000 likes because a 1,000 likes doesn't really help me entirely. It doesn't help me get my outcome, but it does help me along the way, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's where this is interesting because we need the, the algorithm on social media pays attention to whether your post is interesting. So if the algorithm thinks, oh, there's a lot of people interacting with this post, they will show it to more people. So likes do matter so that your post shows up. But that's it. It it's doesn't mean that you're going to sell more just because you've got more likes. Now, let's, let's not lie. We all like likes. Right, it's nice little validation. It is. It? it feels nice. It makes you all warm and squishy. Oh, someone likes my post. So no, please, please keep liking our posts. We we really do appreciate you, um, and they do matter. They do help the the algorithm to say, hey, there's something good here. Let's show it to someone else. However, you want to make sure that the post is also um, getting the the person engaged. Yeah. There we go. Thanks for engaged. thanks for taking. So we're looking at two. We're looking at two things, right? Um, and the deeper level of engagement, again, comments and shares, are a deeper level of engagement than likes, and we want those mix, right? So likes are very easy to achieve. Uh, you can certainly go and buy them and, and manufacture them if you want to, and they are important in having you show up in in news feeds and and searches for your particular expertise or or page or or whatever. But ultimately we want as much as possible, we want to encourage a deeper level of engagement where we can. So likes do matter in terms of your show up rate, but we don't just want likes. Ultimately we want likes from the right people who are going to engage deeply and ultimately move on where we put that call to action out. Absolutely. Now, there's something else that we talked about before we started recording and we didn't necessarily fully agree. And I really want to open this up because I think it's an important conversation to have. Tim, do you think we should or do you think people should sell on social? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, With a few caveats. Now, just before people think that that means that I don't agree, I do agree. You should sell on social. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it depends on what we're selling. I, th- I think it really depends on what we're selling. If you're, um, if you're working in a space where in order to help people through their transition, and, and some of our students were doing this just the other day, they, they work in an area where I guess a, a, a personal fear or a, um, you know, something that may be perceived as socially embarrassing, mm-hmm. right? Like, around uh, obviously something to do with your ego, your finances or your sex life, right? If you're working in one of those spaces and helping people overcome that, I would probably not sell on social. Mm -hmm. I would keep that quite private. If you're not, right, you could probably, I think you can get away with it depending on, again, depending on your ticket price of your item. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is, you know, if the ticket price is low, 
I think you can easily sell direct on social, but if you're trying to sell a $30,000 coaching package or a $100,000 coaching package, then just don't even attempt to sell on social. You have to nurture that, that, um, that prospect to a point where they're going to buy. No one's going to sign up for a $100,000 coaching package by clicking your link. Yeah. Just won't happen. Yeah. Although I have seen one website with a buy now button for a $750,000 product. I wonder how many people have actually clicked it though. Or do we all click it just to see what the next page says? (laughs) (laughs) Or am I just talking about me? (laughs) I know, right? I probably (laughs) would click it. (laughs) (laughs) I I click that stuff all the time. I want to see what comes next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We do need to, we do need to think about, right? So, um, you know, one product I'm putting together right now is a, as a, a swipe file of, um, you know, high converting email templates. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the kind of thing that I can put into my community because the product is congruent with the other message that I'm putting out, mm-hmm. but I'm not likely to sell my $5,000 a month consulting program. Mm-hmm. Directly from Directly that. from that, you know, buy now link, unless I've got massive engagement in my and, and depth of engagement on group in my group. I'm more likely to go come onto the webinar, right? Let's have a conversation, you know, and uh, and go from there. Absolutely. So let's just go back and touch on if your problem is not showing up on social media, remember that you are there to build know, like and trust. So post a mixture of content that educates your audience in what it is you do and how you can help them, post entertaining and interesting content, post personal content so people can get to know who you are and make sure you do post call to actions. If you're creating content with no engagement, make sure that you're consistently posting and make it interesting, make it timely. And third, if you're creating content with no leads, then make sure that you're constantly showing up and helping people to understand what the next steps are and follow up with them. Absolutely. Now, what's on next week, Sam? Well, isn't that a beautiful segue? Follow up. We're going to talk about how to make sales without being sleazy. And, of course, talking about sales, there's a lot of people that don't do the process very well because they're afraid of being sleazy. And then we've got the other half of the people that are. So let's open up the sales conversation. Absolutely. Okay. So... Got some other giveaways for today? Absolutely. So today we've talked about content and uh, I am running a half-day workshop called Content Creation Lab. And this is for you if you really are frustrated that you're not getting the results that you want. Maybe you're spending too much time creating content. You're getting no benefit. Maybe you're just procrastinating. You're not creating it because you're afraid it's not good enough then I am going to run a half-day workshop called Content Creation Lab. I would love you to join us and just head to samantharali.global forward slash content lab. Absolutely. Very cool. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us today. And, of course, if you did like this episode, we'd love if you can share it, give us a rate or a comment on iTunes and on other sites and jump on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and uh, comment. We'd love to hear your takeaways, your lessons learned, um, what you agree with, disagree with particularly if you do or don't sell on social and uh, get your insights and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Look forward to your engagement guys. And we will be engaging with you too. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.